Welcome to a Business Growth Mindset Podcast. I'm Christian Lavalsi, and I'm incredibly grateful to be here today and to share this episode with you. My purpose is to change the world one person at a time so that I can help them become the very best version of themselves. In today's episode, we explore the fear that is created by tall poppy syndrome and how it impacts our culture and mindset. Now, this is an important topic that we often ignore because so many people are afraid to share their dream, ambitions, and achievements for the fear of shaming. To all the business owners and entrepreneurs, the crazy ones, the believers, the doers, the clever makers, the action takers, and everybody else in between, this podcast was designed for you. If this is your very first time visiting my channel, or listening to my content, make sure you subscribe by clicking the subscribe button now and change the notifications alert so you don't miss future episodes. So stick around and listen up because at the end, I hope that we can inspire our movement to create positive change. Tall puppy syndrome is quite prevalent across the whole of Australia, but I believe it is more pronounced in Adelaide. This may be rooted in South Australia's having been founded as a free settlement. Land was sold rather than granted to settlers, um, as had happened elsewhere in the country. And so from the very beginning, there was an investment of private finance and a high level of expectation. South Australia and the capital city of Adelaide were built on the aspirations of the well-heeled British and the ripple effect of that entrenched British hierarchy can still be felt nearly 200 years on. The new waves of immigrants that flooded in Europe, uh, or flooded from Europe, particularly after the Second World War, were happy to play second fiddle to the original British settlers. It didn't take long for the tide to turn, and some of those immigrants have now become the most powerful people. They achieved this through the sheer grit and determination required to overcome all the adversity and they are primarily the ones dealing with the negative effects of tall poppy syndrome today. If someone works really, really hard so that they can drive a Bentley, then I couldn't give a shit. Good for them. However, the way our news media writes, particularly in South Australia, and the comments that are left in response to those articles reveals that there is a lot of hate directed at the people who have made a success of their lives. Does the media feed into the negativity on purpose? Of course it does. But there has been, um, well, there has to be something to feed. Now, if you look culturally in Australia and some other parts of the world, there is a tendency to discredit or disparage those who have achieved wealth or any kind of prominence in public life. Now, we either wait for people to fall and then we hammer them or we actively work to tear them down. Now, of course, there are people out there who have genuinely done the wrong thing and deserve to be exposed. But when it comes to cutting people down to size in respect to tall poppy syndrome, we have to ask ourselves why this happens. What is there to gain from destroying someone else's achievements? It's embedded in our culture. Hard work and sacrifice are attacked. Average is comfortable and mediocrity is safe. And so if someone is perceived as having more than their neighbours, it breeds resentment. People don't look at the hard work and the sacrifice. They don't look at the effort that has been put in. They just see that someone has something that they don't have and they are threatened by it. 
And there is a perception that the people who have made it to the top regard themselves as superior. And this is rarely the case. Most people who have crafted to get there to where they wanted to go don't see themselves as superior. In fact, they are often far more open-minded and have very inclusive attitude. And this is where the other part of the problem lies. Without an open mind, it is easy to be critical uh, of rather than thinking critically about someone's achievements. Now, what did that person have to go through to get where they wanted to be? That thought is left out of the equation when it comes to tall puppy syndrome because it is easier to criticize and judge than it is to critically evaluate. Now, this attitude is all too common in our culture, and it doesn't only impact people with a public profile. Being judgmental is so easy, and with the rise of social media and attitude has developed that everyone's opinion is equally valid. But this simply isn't true. If you lack the knowledge and experience to speak on a subject, then your views do not hold as much importance. However, in order for people to feel validated, they will devalue the views of others, even when the people whose views they are dismissing are the experts in the field. Voicing negative opinions about the achievements of others uh, contributes nothing. In the end, it simply boils down to envy. A great deal of time uh, that people who are being criticized are the ones who are contributing the most. Whether it's through business, art, ideas, philanthropy, or a combination of all of these things, the individuals who put in the hard work in, are often the ones who are giving back. Now, this is the message. The people who cut down the tall poppies aren't really interested in hard work. They're not interested in the effort or sacrifice. It's the people who get shit done, who are able to make a positive difference and create change. And so to cut down those who have the power to lift everybody up is damaging to our entire society as a whole. Destroying the tall poppies doesn't level the playing field. It simply stops everyone from having the opportunity to find out what lies beyond the limit of their own sight. You'll never get rid of tall poppy syndrome altogether. But to change the conversation, you need to realize that if you stop paying attention to the people who are focused on cutting you down, then you'll be fine. Research shows that 68% of Australians have a negative attitude towards ambition. Tall poppy syndrome is causing Australians to be less ambition, ambitious. Going back to the 1980s, Australia was seen as the land of opportunity. This is no longer the case. So how can we develop a growth mindset when we live in a culture of fear? Nearly half of all women and a third of all men say they worry too much about the fear of failure to chase their dreams. This is extremely sad. People need hope and desire and they are will to live through the dreams and ambitions rather than living in the fear of trying to succeed. But this fear is not unfounded. You only need to look at what happens to people as soon as they step into the limelight. Just think about Margot Robbie and Rebel Wilson. The media are bullies. Isn't it interesting that one of the greatest success stories come that success stories to come out of South Australia is also the greatest uh, perpetrator of fueling tall poppy syndrome? That's right, Rupert Murdoch. Uh, took over News Limited in South Australia from his father in 1952, and it would prove to be the beginning of his media empire. He went on to build a media empire that, at its peak, included newspapers, television stations, film studios on three continents. And according to an investigation by the New York Times in April 2019, he had become so powerful that he could sway elections. Murdoch sold 21st Century Fox, 
one of his largest assets to Disney in 2010 for 71 billion US dollars. But while his empire may not have been as large as it once was, it has never arguably been more powerful on a global scale. Murdoch's holding company is News Corp, owns the New Post, the Times of London, the Wall Street Journal's publisher, the Dow Jones and Company, among many other assets. Now, Murdoch is now 88 years old, currently spends his days at the helm of another News Corp property, uh, Fox News. The media mogul also reportedly has a close personal relationship with President Trump and calls him frequently in the Oval House. Now, that is according to the Times. Murdoch and his family have never been richer, with Forbes putting their collective net worth at $20.9 billion. Even after splitting his fortune among four wives and six children, Murdoch himself has a net worth of $7.35 billion. Now, that's according to Bloomberg. Despite all his successes, his papers and his employees have been catalysts to the rise of tall poppy syndrome. Wouldn't it make more sense for those who have achieved success in their own right to celebrate others who do the same? Would this not help inspire others and instill courage in our community? We have all heard the saying that bad press sells, but it goes much deeper than that. In fact, the truth is that people don't like people that stand up, stick out and oppose the norm. And as the figures show, in Australia, ambition is not the norm. So telling people what they want to hear by tapping into their negative thought patterns is always going to be an easy way of selling news. Two-thirds of Australians believe that, as a nation, we have a negative attitude towards ambition. 70% of people say they refrain from sharing their dreams and ambitions for the fear of being labelled a braggart. This would suggest that because people are squashing their dream, own dreams, when they see someone living their dreams, um, the reflection is so painful. And so they want to bring that person back down to their level. The damage that this may be doing is far-reaching. It may be contributing to the lack of entrepreneurship in Australia. It may also be contributing to the mental health challenges that we are facing as a nation. After all, if you've got no hope and nothing to live for because you're too afraid to chase your dreams and ambition, then what must this be doing to your mindset? There are serious questions when you see the statistics, it becomes clear that the number of people negatively impacted by tall poppy syndrome is at an epidemic level. However, what comes through from the research is that people want to be ambitious. They do aspire to reach beyond mediocrity. It's only the fear of judgment and persecution that holds them back. We talk about bullying in schools and bullying online and the problem that this causes is it any wonder that these problems exist when you look at the deeply entrenched cultural attitudes that manifest as a result of tall poppy syndrome? What is the domino effect of these attitudes on the next generation? Who is going to want to try if this is what they are growing up with? And what can be done to combat these problems and begin to reverse the trend? Australia needs to develop a growth mindset in order to overcome the negative attitude to ambition that dominates many people's current thought processes. The understanding that Australians would like to reach their goals and fulfill their dreams, but they are afraid to share them for fear of judgment and persecution, shows just how damaging tall poppy syndrome can be. So what is the domino effect of these negative attitudes towards ambition on the next generation? Where will the impetuous 
for personal growth come from? And what can be done to combat the problems created by tall poppy syndrome so that we can begin to reverse the trend? The nature of tall poppy is to feed negativity and to starve encouragement. This is a huge problem for the younger generation because being filled with an ambitious attitude positively changes the way that you live, think, and behave. The lack of acceptance that is central to tall poppy syndrome crushes diversity and makes for a less inclusive society. This in turn means that collaboration is impacted. What can we do to create a culture that is accepting and encouraging of our ambitions? Although it's not easy, we need to start with ourselves. You cannot live for the approval of others. You have no control over what other people say about you and people will always have opinions about what you do. Some of those opinions may well be negative. It is the knowledge that creates fear and fear kills ambition. If you want to overcome the problems that Tall Poppy creates, you need to be strong. It's a mindset. You need to create a culture where negative opinions of others are less important than our desire to create and expand. More than this though, we need to ensure that people feel safe enough to try and fail instead of tearing them down, tearing down the people who have experienced failure. We need to use them as, a, as future mentors. We need to celebrate the people who have stumbled as well as the people who have succeeded. If we're going to beat tall poppy, we need to create systematic change. Tall poppy syndrome is something we talk about with reference to public figures. But the problem goes much deeper. It's not just public figures who are affected by the negative attitudes that crush ambition. It is for this reason that our conversation needs to change. As well as standing up for ourselves, we need to stand up for each other. Bullying and tall poppy syndrome are linked. They are both forms of shaming. Until we accept that tall poppy is a form of bullying, it will continue to be a problem for our society. The bottom line is that everybody is equally valuable. When you recognize that everybody is equally valuable, you can begin to generate change. You cannot have inclusion and diversity if you do not recognize that everybody is equally valuable. And you cannot recognize that everybody is equally valuable if you tear down people, right? Or if you tear people down because they have ambition. I have really loved hanging out with you today and sharing my thoughts on this very important and powerful topic that has the power, the power to impact many. I hope you are able to take the principles and learnings that I've shared with you today and you can put them into practice in your daily lives and in your business and firms. Purpose has become a cornerstone in my teaching and coaching of business owners. Knowing the causes of failure and knowing the habits and principles that help you succeed will allow you to go forward and uh, with courage, right? And building courage is a key instrument in accelerating my clients' growth and deepening their impact, both professionally and personally. I want this for you, and this is why I share my knowledge and experience in my podcast each week. If you love today's episode um, and are enjoying the series, please take a minute to rate it and provide a review. This helps others know that the content I'm sharing is valuable, but also inspires me to share more content with you. Please take care during this time. Be kind and courageous. And until next week, live with purpose.
Are you ready to start taking action on your business? Would you like to spend more time with your family? Then call 1300 643 229 and start building momentum right now. I know you're busy. In fact, you are so busy that you don't have time to work on your business or yourself. Often tossing and turning at night, worrying about the how to's and the cash flow. How on earth can you possibly get? off the hamster wheel so that you can take a helicopter view to see where you'll be in 90 days, one year, or three years from now. In this program, I will take you from sleepless nights to blissful sleep. You'll have more time with your family and you will have the clarity and direction so you can grow and flourish. Call 1300 643 229 now and start building momentum.